listening to the Girls Get Off podcast, an R18 podcast on all things female pleasure. Think girl talk, but real girl talk, where we chat all things masty, self-loving, sex, orgasms and more. Nothing is off limits, which means you get all the secrets, even our guests BFFs don't know. We're on a mission to make talking about getting off as fun as actually doing it. Ready to join the Mastination? Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Girls Get Off podcast. Today we are joined with a couple that's going to talk us through how to threesome basically from start to finish, like how to organise it in super healthy ways, which was just so cool to hear. Yeah, I don't know what I was expecting from this episode, to be honest. Like I had, I think we've talked to people and guests on the show before who've sort of mentioned, you know, you could use these different apps to find a third but hearing it from Alicia and Ryan in a way that like you say Joe was like super healthy they also put a foreplay in it like what that looked like leading up to the point um and how they almost dated this girl in a way before they actually got down to business yeah like one of the like gold bits in there was Alicia saying you know like they were doing this with another human it isn't like they would just wanted an extra sex toy into their relationship you know like they didn't want to use somebody it was really clear that it was all gonna be so healthy uh involving everybody which is so cool i love it and if you haven't heard of alicia before she's actually um done a lot of posting and lives and stuff in our facebook group girls get off uncensored so i'll read a little bit of a bio about her because she's got a bit of a background um sick in sex and intimacy so she's a sex and intimacy coach who helps women become confident in their skin and sexuality and live turned on expansive lives Welcome to the podcast, Alicia and Ryan. So good to have you on. Super excited, as we have already said. Yeah, and let's get into it. Yeah, thank you. We're excited. <laughs> super excited for this. R- Ryan, <laughs> Ryan does so not look as excited. <laughs> I, I, I wear my excitement internally. <laughs> <laughs> And so this podcast episode is about organising a threesome with your partner and tell us about how this came up. It probably came up uh, initially like a couple of weeks into dating Um, because it's like when we started dating, I was supposed to move overseas. So it was super casual and we were like, oh, we can just be very open about our sexual desires. Um, And so it came up pretty early on, right, that we both wanted a threesome. We were both. Yeah, so this was two and a half years ago. Oh, yeah, two and a half years ago. So we (laughs) um, obviously met in in New Zealand and got along really well on our first date. And Alicia actually came back on the first night. We had a really good... um, We had a good time. uh, (laughs) We we, we got along physically as well as... Um, But I I remember actually being quite quite irritated at the time. So I was like, oh, Alicia's really cool. I feel like we can get along really well with her and her Bumble profile. We actually met outside of Bumble, but it's a bit of a long story. Um, her Bumble profile said looking for a relationship. And then after that first act, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm actually moving to the UK in a couple of weeks. Um, or maybe it was a couple of months. Um, and so, yeah, like Alicia said, we're just like, oh, fuck it. We'll just have some fun and explore. And then I think on our third date, Alicia turned up to my place with a literal sack of sex toys. <laughs> 
She just like dumps them out onto the bed and there were like Love that. vibrators and dildos and cock rings and multiple kinds of flavored lube and different kinds of just all, just also. It was oh, so right. overwhelming. All the, yeah, the caramel lube. Um, but it kind of came up during that sort of initial period where we're like, we've only got, you know, maximum of a couple of months together. Let's, just sort of <laughs> Let's empty out those sex toys onto the bed on date number three. Perfect. Right? Yeah. <laughs> can can recommend it was um, a good way to break the ice. I didn't have time to play around, right? Like I had a few months. I had to make sure they were all used. I think this is a hot tip. It's a great tactic. <laughs> like going to a relationship thinking you've only got a couple of months. Wow. Right, yeah. right. Speeds things along. Yeah. They're not going to play with you. You're, they're either going to be out the door, or they're going to be sticking around. So, so um, is- and then COVID hit. This is two. So. The, oh, so this is two and a half years ago, right? You're about to leave, yeah. and then, but hold yeah. on, like, let's back up to actually your relationship beginning because I feel like that's important. Um, and what do you do, Alicia, if you're like, right, I'm just going to bring the sack of sex toys over to Ryan's house? What's going through your head? And then how do you just dump them on the bed and go, this is what I think we should do tonight? <laughs> I'll try my best to tap back into two and a half years ago, Alicia, and what was going through her mind? What was going through, what was going through my mind? Had you pre-warned him? Oh, we'd had a conversation about, like, we were very open sexually, like, from day dot. Uh, and I think, like, it's it's always a topic that I'm very open about, like, being a sex and intimacy coach, although I wasn't back then. I was very interested in the topic. And we'd talked a lot about the different toys we wanted to use, and Ryan had told me the things he had used, what he hadn't used. And I just got really excited, and he was doing something one day, and I had a few hours, so I was like, ah, oh, you know, I haven't been to an actual sex toy store in so long because I usually do most things online. I was like, let's just go to Peaches and Cream and check out what they have. And I went in, I was like, fuck yeah, bought a bunch of stuff and came back. And I was like, I was like a little kid. I felt like I'd gone to a candy <laughs> store and I thought he was going to be stoked. Like, oh my God, yeah, all these sex toys to use. The, was- the short answer is no, she didn't want me. <laughs> no, I didn't want it. She, she I said, feel like. He should have known. Like, we had these conversations. <laughs> he said, oh, have you used sex toys before? And I was like, I've used vibrators with, with previous partners and stuff. And then, yeah, she rocks up with literally multiple butt plugs and <laughs> cock rings and just all sorts. It was, it was fine. It was a bit much. But, like, it was just like you've you've just dumped, like, 11 sex toys. At on that the, stage, like, you much, were like, what have I got myself into? <laughs> but it was expensive i was like you should be impressed by how much i have put into this and investing into our sex life for the next few months they've got they've got decent use now yeah yeah they've had a few few years of use but my first reaction was like do you really expect us to get through all of this in one night no your first reaction was like overwhelm you're like oh my god i have to use all the sex toys with this one, two, three, four. That's five. how to lock someone in. Hey, you're not running away until we've used everyone. Yeah, let's try the other button. I love this. We had a conversation a few weeks ago um, with a relationship specialist expert, um, Jacob. And he was horrified oh, yeah. to find out that I'd slept with someone before the third day. <laughs> really? And I'm like, are you listening oh, to this, Jacob? <laughs> yeah. Jacob, a, right? Jacob, <laughs> you need to sleep with them on the first date so you know what you're working with. Okay. <laughs> Tip number one. So I'm funny. joking. I'm joking. You can sleep with people whenever you are comfortable, obviously. Yes. But yeah. yeah. There's always, and Jacob, before third date works out, can attest like three years later this is just a great story of a relationship that has worked out 
with sleeping with someone on the first night. Yeah, we're thinking of selling the movie rights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Many birds. So, so when COVID happened, is that when you guys decided, okay, let's actually do this relationship for real? Kind of. Yeah, I guess so. I think we were all, we had a chat about it. Like within a month of us dating, we were down south traveling together for a week at a time. It moved very fast because we had such a condensed we knew we had such a condensed period of time together. And so I think... Well, there was, I also wanted to move to the UK at oh, the same yeah. time, completely separately from Alicia and have been planning on doing it for a while. And so we started talking about that as though we might coincidentally end up <laughs> kind of going like, together. oh, maybe we'll like stop in on France on the way and do like a little trip. And so we, we were kind of toying with the idea of going together. I, I don't think we, either of us even made it explicit. I certainly didn't. I think Alicia wanted to. Um, but during COVID, I think that underlying attitude was still kind of there of like something could actually come out of this. And so COVID was actually really fucking cute for us. Right? <laughs> yeah, COVID was where all the intimacy happened because we weren't together in the same home. Yeah. And so we were reading books to each other aloud. And over the phone. Oh, yeah, over the phone. Stop and it. We were yeah so <laughs> Hobbit's one of his favorite books and so we're just reading chapters of the Hobbit together mm. we were having you know hours long conversation so I, it was really healthy for the relationship it allowed it to thrive because we didn't although that sexual physical aspect was fantastic and it was so strong it allowed us to kind of have other areas thrive mm. like the non-physical intimacy yeah because it wasn't like we weren't having like phone sex or anything we were actually just having nice long oh, convers- i think not like- every conversation <laughs> <laughs> i think we did like the, the odd cheeky nude and stuff, but like, that's so funny yeah it was a really nice you know i think the the relationship became quite real and meaningful over that period because mm. up until then it was like oh yeah it's fun and we're doing lots of cool physical stuff and yeah um, yeah, by the time lockdown finished, I think we were both in agreement that it was kind of a real thing. Yeah, and then five months later, we bought a house together. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that was weird. We bought a house before we'd moved in together. Yeah. it was. This relationship has really weird. followed these, these rules that I think everybody yeah. thinks relationships have to follow. I think the most important thing that we found was that we were really open with each other. And that was probably supported by how our relationship started, but our communication was always top-notch. We yeah, knew we were each other. Point. Yeah, we were in our lives and what we wanted. Um, so we, I think that's why we flouted the rules. Mm. Um, and when I say rules, obviously quotations for people who can't see video. It's, yeah, and that's what I've loved about this relationship. And, you know, here talking about threesomes and things, and I pinch myself actually a little bit thinking years ago the relationships I put up with I call them relationships they're now called situationships which I love having a term for um but I couldn't imagine somebody who was one went through such a healthy setup for a threesome like healthy setup for a fantasy becoming a reality and who would come on a podcast and chat about it you guys are bloody Um, cute yeah. Okay. So it is. It's it's been wonderful. So cool. So let's get into that healthy setup for a threesome. Yeah. How to how to threesome. How to threesome. Welcome to our TED talk. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll give like a very brief, brief background. Like I said, we already knew that both of us wanted to have a threesome. We were really open about our, our wants early on. We moved to Palmerston North like a year into our relationship and we just didn't really put in any work to make this happen in New Zealand. We, I don't know. I wasn't really that interested in it happening. Like, yeah, Palmy is not like a... <laughs> doesn't seem like the thriving threesomes kind of scene. It probably does have a thriving underground threesome scene oh, that we just does. never got there's not really There's not much else to do in Palmy. That's true. Um, but, and and for me, I was really focused on like strengthening our relationship, really, you know, sexually really getting compatible um, with each other before we started bringing anybody else in. But we also always had in the back of our mind that when we got to London, that this shit was happening, that it was like, we're just going to become who we yeah. really want to be in this part of our relationship. Oh, my gosh. London you've got, like, London alter egos. Basically. That was basically it. We it was actually like, have. <laughs> once we get to London, no one knows us. Yeah. And we can kind of shed all of the baggage mm-hmm. and stuff and, and all of the, you know, um, doubts and all that kind of stuff. So we quite consciously wanted to reinvent ourselves as um, – tragically lame as that sounds but <laughs> it's, it, partly it was like when when we bought our house in Palmy, it was really cozy and we lived there with our cat and we both worked from home and we mm. became quite we became hermits essentially yeah. like just enjoying each other's company but not really doing much you know, much in the way of adventure yeah and so i think london just was the sort of fresh start or the kick up the ass i guess that we needed to um start approaching those things with a bit more intensity and a bit more Intensity is not the right word. Like just energy. I think it was... A bit more like um, decisiveness maybe is the word. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, And so we got to London. It was almost instantaneous, like the shift that happened at ENG, particularly to this guy. I was like, (laughs) am I dating you, man? Um, But within like, I think it was a week, we were sitting at this pub. It was like a Sherlock Holmes themed pub. And... He was like, you know what? I just, I really want this threesome to happen. I keep thinking about it. Oh, I don't quite remember it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do this thing. So what I remember was we were in this pub. It was, I think it was like a Sherlock Holmes themed <laughs> pub. And Alicia's like, you know what? I just really want this to happen. So that is so not true. The truth is lost into the, the depth of the night. <laughs> Definitely have. Because... Mm. Before I know it, that night. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. We're going to do it. We've always kind of agreed that oh, we're looking into it. We should probably, for context, mention that Alicia is bi. Oh, yeah. I'm bisexual. So this, wasn't, yeah. this isn't just me being like, hey, we got to do this and like twisting around kind of thing. Yeah, it's something we both wanted and I've always wanted to explore more with women because, yeah. yeah, I'm bisexual and I haven't really got to explore that side of me too much. So great context setting, babe. <laughs> um, <laughs> But before I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Like thinking in my mind, you know, give us a couple of months to set up. And like by that night, he'd send up a t- like set up a Tinder bio. He was like, people looking for a unicorn. We we've never done things slowly though, right? Like, no, we haven't. We just like dive like, into it. it. That's so funny. Yeah, like, even like with um, like when we did get our house, we went and looked at the place, put in an offer, and it was oh, yeah, accepted. Like a week like 20 or 24 hours later right like oh, that yeah. offer and so i think that was the sort of mentality i was like well we don't really Life wait around. around we just sort of if we want something we kind of just do it yeah i just don't think i had kind of realized that he was going to be so proactive i mean i'm so glad he was but i was like still in the the midst yeah. of setting up now i'm not the kind of person to say i told you so <laughs> 
Okay. So I won't. Okay. Don't we'll tell just me. Let it you will let it hover there. Um, but you'd set up, set up like a Tinder profile that night, right? Yeah, I, I think it was. Um, it wasn't like, hey, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna do this, and we're gonna have a threesome. It wasn't quite like that. I was like, I'm just gonna set up a profile yeah, and get kind of for fun and see what kind of reactions we get. Mm, mm. Um, and so I set up a Tinder profile, and the first reaction was I got permanently banned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> within, like, within like 40 hours yeah he's banned forever so even if we break up he's never I going back, back on Twitter. <laughs> sorry babe yeah. so we, we set it up and like i think we literally only used it for like a couple of, i think we'd done like one thing of swipes yeah yeah and then checked it the next day and it was like you've been permanently banned for a breach of tinders um, so you're not allowed to try and find Threesome on Tinder. So you are you are allowed to, presumably you, yeah. you are allowed we to, but probably I, didn't do enough research about this first. Yeah, because I just googled like, oh, how do people like what's a good way of organising threesomes? And everyone was like, oh, try Tinder. And so I just put pictures of Alicia and I together, and I said, Ryan and Alicia, um, you know, looking for a unicorn. Here's a little bit about us. Um, that's a breach of Tinder's terms and services because one account can only be one person. So you uh, can't have like two people mm, represented by the account. Okay. Yeah. So we thought we'd done something really, really horrible. And then we looked through the terms and services because they didn't tell us why we were banned. So yeah. I'm assuming yeah, that's why. Yeah, just, yeah, um, so that, a, um, that halted the plans for all of 15 minutes. And then we're like, okay, on to Bumble. <laughs> on to Bumble. <laughs> and now obviously we had some expertise because so now we of our be experience. We're like... <laughs> Ryan, you just put yourself forward and then like put in your bio uh, a yeah. little bit more information. Yeah. But I still put pictures of Alicia. Yeah, just so people could obviously see the goods. <laughs> um. we just, I think we just said, um, I just said Kiwi in London looking for a unicorn. I think that was it. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty basic. And look, it's really interesting because I think you, you know, online there is this narrative that it's quite easy, I think to get a threesome, like to go on Tinder, to go on Bumble, all this stuff and get a threesome. Um, we realized looking back, like we feel like we lucked out and how we got the person who was interested in going to the next stage because mm-hmm. everybody else like swiped and hadn't read the bio properly most of the time. And they were surprised yeah. that like, oh, there's another person in this relationship. And Ryan had to like make sure every time somebody contacted, hey, like, do you know what this is for? So that it was really clear and, you know, we didn't lead anybody on. Yeah, there was people that were messaging me like, hey, like, I'd, I'd love to grab a drink with you when you're free. And I was, had to be like, you mean both? You mean Alicia and me come out for a drink? And she was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Who's the girl in your photos? I said, that's my partner. <laughs> like, it, it just seems to, I always assumed that unicorn was a fairly well understood term. Yeah, um, they were like, no, maybe apparently not. not so. Yeah. So a good thing to note for people is that you might have to like guide spell people it on out, the journey. Like really spell yeah, it out. Yeah, spell out like put some winks, 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 and hopefully yeah. somebody will Google it or just say Google it. Yeah. Um, but the girl that did eventually respond is part of the kink scene, and so she was obviously very yeah. familiar with the terminology. Yeah, and it was only within probably forty-eight hours of signing yeah. up to Bumble that she swiped on us and go London. A conversation. <laughs> you yeah, wouldn't get that yeah. in Palmy. <laughs> We'd be waiting like three years. Oh, God. Like, mm. <laughs> Still swiping. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, she was super keen. She reached out. She's like, hey, this is something I haven't done before. Like I'm in the kink scene. I'm very sexual and open. Um, but I haven't done this before. And, you know, I'm interested. 
Um, the initial conversation was quite funny though, because Alicia was like, um, oh, you just handle it and you, you can message, but oh, yeah. just let me know what you're saying. Yeah. So again, we're completely transparent there and I was um, messaging this girl and there was like, seemed to be a bit of... Um, bit of banter. Yeah, good banter. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'd use the word chemistry, but you know, like it was good banter at least. She's like, hey, you and your partner seem, you know, really cute and mm. tell me what, what you're looking for. And so we had a good conversation, but... It was, I don't know, maybe a day or two, and Alicia obviously hadn't said anything. I just said, oh, Alicia says this, Alicia says that. Oh, no, because we went and to WhatsApp afterwards because we were, we were like, let's... I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you got to spin, spin the story. Um, but, yeah, then we, eventually we're like, she might think that I'm making Alicia oh, yeah. up. Um, and so then we're like, oh, we'll, we'll move to a group chat because I noticed that her responses had kind of become less enthusiastic over the, the next day or so. But once we moved to um, WhatsApp and we had all three of us in there, it picked up again. Because mm, mm. I think I think it's, you always have to be wary when you're a third and, you know, you're finding a couple, et cetera, and you could just tell that she had that weariness, <coughs> like, is this a real deal? Are these real people yeah. on the other side? And this is just a guy trying to catfish me. Yeah. Uh, so once we got on the WhatsApp, it was much more fun. And we just spent, I think it was a couple of weeks talking um, think- to each other and – Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say, I'm finding that part fascinating because I think anybody yeah. that I've known that has had threesomes, they don't like talking to the person. They don't want anything to yeah. do with them after to like block out yeah. any th- sort of jealousy or anything like that. Yet you guys seem like you've mm-hmm. got a great relationship with this person. Oh, I think, to be honest, I think the talking to her for a couple of weeks thing was partly accidental. Um, we initially said yeah let's go out for a drink or something um i think after we moved out of the airbnb right Mm. so after the first maybe week we tried to organize drinks but then we got struck by a series of unfortunate events essentially um alicia got a cold sore and then i think i got a cold sore and then you got sick and we kept getting like just ill and stuff back to back really really weirdly and had to keep postponing when we were going to meet up for a drink and so that is partly why we're like oh we said, this elongated yeah sorry oh, i've i've got I'm, i've fallen sick so it's probably not a good idea for us to hang out like do you want to postpone and she was really cool about it she's like yeah how, how about we train next week and so i think in a way that was good because again we sort of built up the banter and got to know her personality and everything and we could communicate about um you know what she wanted to experiment with and that kind of stuff right yeah that's so cool. yeah yeah i mean i that is something that i think we were aware of like going in you know how much of an emotional relationship do we want to create with this person first of all I'm really cognizant and I we I made it really clear and Ryan's fully obviously on board with this about how a third is an entirely full human being and they're not here as a plaything right so Mm. we're going into a sexual experience with another human being and I want to I want to treat everybody as such who's there so that's why it was important for us to have these conversations, to to be really open, to, to yeah, I, I guess make it so that when we did finally have sex all together, it was going to be more like, oh, wow, here's three human beings having sex, not a couple with, like, their plaything having sex. Mm. So we wanted to be really conscious about that. And um, But I won't lie, like, it was st- <laughs> there were still times during it that I was like, I mean, I know all the shit that can happen, right? I know how you can have an idea of something 
And then the reality can turn out so different. You're like, no, I'm not a jealous person. I'm not going to mind about this. And I was, but I was very aware that that could shift at any moment. And so there were times like when we were talking with each other, because Ryan's a much better communicator than me, like online, he'll get back to people so fast and I can take days to get back to people. And so she was messaging and he was like jumping on and I just felt a bit guilty that I wasn't so involved and you know there were parts of it sometimes that I was like are we communicating with her too much like what type of relationship are we building here but she was really open early on that she didn't want anything more right like this was about sex and yes she wanted to get to know us as human beings but she wasn't looking for like an open relationship that she could continue something on forever she wasn't looking to be like a um a third um that became emotionally involved with us too much. So I think that kind of, that that supported us and that helped. But yeah, we really enjoyed actually ending up talking to her. And we went out for drinks before what was really awkward that part, right? Because I think that's the, the awkward part when you're talking to each other because you're like, yeah, we're super open. Everybody knows what they're here for. But then it's like, who's going to say the thing at the time that triggers that next step? And we all decided to like go out for cocktails and meet up for drinks. And I was like, I haven't been on a date since, well, you know, I started dating this guy. <clears throat> Neither had he. This guy. <laughs> this guy. And um, I have a name. Oh, babe. <laughs> and um, we, so we, we were kind of nervous and apprehensive and excited, right? Yeah. Yeah. We went out for drinks first and we were like, oh my God, this is so much fun. With the intention and... of sleeping together that night or another night? that was hard because nobody had really made it nobody had really talked about it right we we I think we both we all went in kind of going this is where we all meet each other and see if we vibe and if something happens then something happens but there was nothing explicit about this being the night Hmm. right that was I'm pretty sure nobody had said anything it was it was basically just a date like yeah it was like any first date where you know you probably you might want to sleep with them and you know, there might be a, a underlying assumption that it's going to happen. Um, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't, it, it, it was more like, let's just go and have drinks and see how things go mm-hmm. more than let's go and have a few drinks and then fuck yeah. basically. So it was like, like Alicia was saying, I think, I think we've approached it maybe, maybe differently to how some other people do, but we really didn't want it to be like, yeah, we'll go in there, we'll have sex, and then, like, you're never allowed to talk to each other again. Yeah. And it's just, like, she's a person, <clears throat> she's not a fuck toy, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think that approach has actually worked really, really well for us because yeah. it, it means that, um, well, we, we can get into the actual sex part later, but I think it really elevated the experience because of us well, it, building it that sort of... Well, it sounds bloody um, healthy, right? <laughs> That's We're nailing we it, babe. That's what we always try to do. Yeah. I know. Like now, I'm like, how could you organize it a different way? That's yeah. that's so healthy. Because mm. we we thought like if we even if we don't, and, and obviously to like a spoiler alert, we didn't actually end up sleeping with her that night. Yeah. Oh. Um. So we were like, there was going to be a little bit of I don't know maybe disappointment that we hyped it up so much in our heads, but we'd had the conversation beforehand. Yeah. That, even if we don't end up sleeping with her, let's just treat this as like going out and having drinks with a friend and like having a good night. And it was really cool because we went to this like 
almost secret cocktail bar in the middle mm. of London. You had to give a password to get in and there was like a little dummy storefront and you go through the storefront and they take you down the like through this hidden staircase and through a, like literally through a kitchen out the back into this hidden little place. Um, and so it was just, it was just a fun night. And I think having that attitude helped as well, because again, even if it was like a bit of, ah, oh, well it didn't happen at the end of it, going into it with the, yeah, you know, prepared for that and just made us enjoy the night as going out for drinks. And, and like Alicia said, we went out for drinks, just the two of us beforehand as well. And so we got to, yeah, just get dressed up and hang around London. So yeah, I think, I think that's a good way of doing it. It worked for us anyway. Yeah, it did work for us. It was really good, like, meeting her out for a date because we talked about this as well. I think such a normal thing for threesomes. <clears throat> I think people are starting to organise more. I think, you know, you can be like, <coughs> do we plan it or do we just go out for a night and try to get lucky? And there was part of me that felt like, oh, can we just go out and try to get lucky? Because yeah, that feels so that. much easier than this, like, elongated process. But that was probably the fear in me more than anything and you know going through this whole process now definitely assures me and us that this is so much more fun this is this actually is if it is the easiest process for us like if we went on a night out and we got lucky we'd be like fuck yeah like if this felt good for everybody let's do it but for our first time I'm really glad that we went through this process together because we've had so much fucking fun in our relationship through this process, I, I feel like our sex life with just each other has heated up. Our communication has just really improved. Like everything's gotten so much better because you've almost put yourself in a situation where it has to and we've allowed like different parts of us to thrive. Yeah, like our our communication and our sex life is already like yeah. pretty spectacular i would say um yeah I, I, thanks almost entirely to alicia because she's you know she's done so much study and practice and you know she works with clients on this kind of stuff so she has a massive wealth of knowledge that partly i've got through osmosis and partly she's you know taught me essentially and so i think we've really really built a good foundation but i think when you're introducing someone else into that safe space there's a lot of vulnerability mm. um, and I think us being entirely vulnerable and entirely like open and you know communicating about boundaries and um, you know we, we even said like it, it, no matter how far it gets at any point we can call this off you know there's no like shame or judgment or anything like just all of that sort of process around it I think was really um, quite empowering yeah so what yeah. boundaries did you set before going into actually having sex together I think, well, there were a few things that came up. One, we had a pretty open conversation with her about like likes and dislikes. Like what things do you not like in the bedroom? Like what do you oh, not yeah. like during sex? So that, that's also just one of the advantages of not just yeah. meeting someone randomly in a bar and going home. Mm. Like yeah. Yeah. we could talk about, well, firstly, we could talk about sexual health practices. Mm -hmm. So that was really, really useful. We could just say <clears> like, you know, talking about sexual health as you're about to have sex is probably not the best time to do it. <laughs> so we could just have that conversation like, you know, sober essentially, yeah. Um, and yeah, like like Alicia was saying, we could talk about talk about sex before, like in, in the lead up to it, what we wanted to do. Yeah, and we could make it fun. Yeah, right. I think sexual health conversations can be had at any time, but if you can do it before, you know, before having a sexual experience, it's so much easier to have than when you're in the mood um, and like things are happening and you might rush through it or you don't ask the questions you really want to ask. And yeah, we made questions 
just part of the experience because we were sending like videos back and forth and photos back and forth, like teasing each other. Like Ryan and I would send, you know, photos and videos to her. She'd send them back. So we were really like having this foreplay outside of the experience that for me definitely helped because when we got to having sex together, it just felt so natural. It was like the next step. It was a natural progression. Yeah, and we knew like exactly what toys people wanted to yeah. play around with. Um, like we knew she was into uh, like impact play. And, mm-hmm. you know, so we had a really good uh, – we weren't like blindly stumbling through it. Like yeah. I already know exactly the things that turn you on and the things you want to experiment with. That's yeah. so cool. The things that you've had in the past and didn't enjoy, so we won't bother with that. And so like it, it almost felt like having a cheat sheet. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, um, backtrack yeah. a second. What's impact play? Yeah, I was going to ask the same thing. Oh. Yeah, I mean, in its really basic form, it's it's any type of like play that has impact. Um, so it's typically like a BDSM style play form. Um, so it's things like flogging or using paddles, spanking, spanking. Um, yeah, anything that's just like impacting against the skin. Typically, it has like an element of that pain, which is why it's a BDSM um, play kind of model. But uh, yeah, that's basically it. Cool. Good Amazing. to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and so the- that and we've just like been exploring that part. Like that's relatively new for us. So we were, yeah, we were all just getting excited about talking about these things. And so at I that stage, it. it was pretty much like sexting mm-hmm. as three. Yeah. Yeah, we were. That's, it really was. It was. Yeah, pretty like, much. It's bizarre when I look back at it, being like, how, how certain parts of it felt so easy. I'll be completely transparent and honest because I think it's important that everybody just didn't think this was smooth sailing. <laughs> because my friend was like, "This sounds like the fucking most easy threesome ever," and I was like, "It's." Well, it we wasn't. we have nothing to compare it to. Yeah, we've got nothing to, to compare it to. But when I think of me and my personal journey through it being like a sex and intimacy coach I felt like a lot of pressure to to be a certain way being like I have to be like fully on board with this and what if I turn up and I'm the awkward one and everybody else like knows what they're doing and you know so there were a lot of fears and judgments happening internally as this was all progressing Uh, and I yeah, had to really work through that, get really honest with myself. And Ryan was really supportive through that whole process because I was a little bit hot and cold, like really excited at one moment and then the next moment like a little bit withdrawn. And, yeah, he was very supportive. And the most important part of that was just remaining kind of open in communication. Like we had some heated words sometimes or we were just like we would need to take our time and our space, just like think through what had come up and then come back together. Yes, I think part of it was difficult Um Alicia touched on this earlier, but the timing was a bit funny because we were looking for a place to live at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I think, like like I said, initially it was like, oh, we'll just jump on one of these apps and see what's out there. But it got to the point that we're like, oh, we're going out for drinks and we're meeting her and we're like sending these provocative, uh, you know, messages and, um, oh, now we have to look for a flat. And so <laughs> it, was just the, it was just a weird sort of mindset shift. And I, I think that... Um, and it was like, where are we going to have sex? Are we going to have It to- could, yeah. And then we're like, we were in a sublet at one point. Yeah. And we're like, oh, could we like invite her back to the sublet that we're staying at for two weeks? It was just, it was a bit of a, um, yeah, just the time. The logistics can be really difficult, I think. Like you can, you we can definitely have this recommend idea that- having a house before you, before you <laughs> have a house. Hot tip. 
Yeah. Yeah, very important. Have a house, have a bed. Um, yeah. Maybe don't just move in with your flatmates. Like we'd only been living in our place for like a week. Like I, we hadn't we hadn't bought towels or <laughs> yeah, anything. Like, we hadn't just bought bedding. Like, all we all we had was what was it like the the bed frame with the mattress from the previous tenant and our suitcases. Oh my god! Um, so I yeah, love it was it. just a little bit. The, the timing was just a really very really romantic weird, so. setup. Um, and how was it anyway obviously Alicia's sack of sex toys that she bought it was really good like we ended up going to her house so that that worked out well like so we eventually like oh no this has been a long road a long (coughs) journey here people thanks for dealing with but yeah we went to her house um it was a few weeks after our first drinks together because yeah we'd gotten sick we'd had like cold sores etc so every time we'd sort out a day shit would hit the fan yeah we got covid uh but it eventually happened and you know um, that anticipation that built over that time was healthy. And because because I said to Ryan, like, trying to keep up that sexual tension with somebody over that long term when you're not actually in a relationship or you mm. haven't even had sex yet. Um, that was the challenging part. It was challenging. And this is when we started to send messages um more about like the actual details like what are your fantasies this is when Mm. we started to send like videos and pictures to each other which really amped it up so by the time we got there on the like we met up at a bar it was all very tasteful it was very tasteful obviously artsy no it was well i think anything sexual is tasteful oh i don't know you could just send like a close-up of a butthole or something some people there's nothing wrong with the I didn't tell you there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not very tasteful. Not to you. Everybody suppose has it de- suppose different it depends on your though. tastes. Everything is somebody's something. Exactly. Like exactly. Don't yuck people's yum. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> this is just us. Uh, <laughs> so we've just taken over the show. We're Basically, it's like the Leisha and Ryan show. Um, and i want to know yeah, yeah we, we want to know, know how the sex was how was it would you do you it again just get to it was fine. Shit. oh it was okay you know in and out up and down <laughs> no it was really great it, it was, was really good really good yeah i think part of the um again one of the benefits of us talking and leading up to it and just knowing each other a little bit better is it was kind of it was really fun and we could laugh and we could joke <clears> and it was <throat> like um there was no like uh there was no tension yeah or, yeah or embar- like there wasn't a lot of embarrassment when there was kind of a camaraderie to it yeah it it, it, it almost felt like a, a little celebration like we'd come together and was like yes we finally, finally did doing this it's Aww. happened after um, like six weeks of planning yeah and we just yeah we just focused a lot on like i don't know easing into it and feeling things and we I'll, took our time. Yeah, I think we had a couple of drinks first because obviously there were nerves. Like the day of felt really. She was much cooler than us, I think. Yeah, she, I think she was a lot cooler than us. Both of us were like, oh my God, this feels very odd. What did we call it again? It was surreal, it was right? Surreal. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, is this actually this happening? This is actually happening. And so we obviously had some drinks all together, um, which. Yeah, which was really fun. We just all had like banter again. And then we got to her house. So we did end up going to her house, like I said. And we, like, I think the, the difficult part can be like that first step. Again, and Ryan had been really Yeah, awesome. how, do you, how do you transition from like sitting Shedding. on the couch? Yeah, the I want to know who Ryan. kissed who first. I kissed her first. Okay. Ryan was really, um, really good before we even got with her. 
One, and I really recommend this to anybody giving this a go, is like an hour before we were going to leave, like Ryan came in, he was like, can you put your stuff away? Um, would you like a drink? And I was like, yes, please. And he got me a drink. And we were just in our bedroom, like just slow dancing with each other. Put some nice music on. Yeah, put on. some nice music on. We were having like a drink together. We were slow dancing. We were just like looking into each other's eyes. I know it sounds super sappy, but it was just so fucking lovely. It was <laughs> so heartwarming being like, we're doing this kind of, and we're just like giggling with each other. We're doing this like crazy fun thing that we've been talking about for years. And we're going to fuck somebody today. Like this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> oh that's that's really nice yeah yeah, yeah. make you so feel that was a really yeah that was awesome to go into a situation having that connection with each other because like you were talking about before you can have this oh am I going to be jealous and I think some times people can go into threesomes worrying that their partner is you know going to pay more attention to the other person and it's going to mean something about their relationship and you can come from this really like significant place of insecurity and that's, you know, that can definitely happen and that's important to be thinking about. And so it's really like, how can I create safety in my relationship before we do this? And so little moments like this where it's like, we've got each other, we're a partnership and both of us knew if anything goes wrong, we've got each other. Like it wasn't, you know, something that I worried about that if I got in there and I freaked out, Ryan would be disappointed. Absolutely. But he would realize, okay, like we're just stopping here. Everybody's okay, and I'm not going to make her feel no, bad about this. It didn't come to that, though. No, it didn't. It <laughs> like, and like we said, it turned out really good. So, but that safety aspect is really important. I think we can all think like about the act of threesome, but it's like, what can you do outside of a threesome to really support the experience to be awesome? You know, talking about what you want, talking about your boundaries, talking about your sexual health, getting connected with your partner, and then when we got to it, yeah, I kissed her first. Oh, when we we turned on music and then there was that awkward part like we were up in her bedroom so we knew something was going to happen but it was like who's going to take the do the first move and then she and I were talking we looked around and we saw Ryan had taken his top off and we're like oh okay we're like we're there now and he's just standing there with his top I didn't I didn't really know what to do and I was like when in doubt remove the shirt yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was like having a little dance. I don't remember. Nah, no, it was it was <laughs> like a. Plan. I had a shirt on, so it was kind of like a sexy unbutton. <laughs> like, picture like every every like kind of Ryan Gosling, uh, <laughs> like a like a Ryan Reynolds even, but it's like it's just I love all that. the Ryan. All the Ryan. Like so I was like that, but you know nowhere near as sexy or as or as chiselled. But this that was the energy I was I was trying to bring to the table, and obviously it worked. Um, and then Alicia just just asked. You said, "Hey, do you, can I can I kiss you?" Yeah, and it worked because we giggled together. We laughed. Oh, you together. giggled. Oh, okay. we did. It was so funny turning around and seeing just you just like randomly <laughs> taking no, your fun. shirt off without a. We weren't laughing at you. We were laughing with your babe. It's I was also, it was also like I was like, "We've got to." You're like, "We've got time. Time is a time Time's is a ticking. ticking." Yeah, this house was like let's over an this, hour from our let's house. Let's get this threesome going. But yeah, so I just. I was like, okay, well, this is obviously starting. And I turned around to her and I said, hey, do you mind if I kiss you now? And she was like, yeah, go for it. So we started kissing and it was... And the rest and is The rest is just really easy and simple. And I feel almost bad for saying that sometimes because other people can have such 
difficult experiences and even I had expected it to be a lot more awkward than it was yeah we were just really sexually compatible with that yes and I and I think that was a lot because of how we'd set ourselves up like we said that made a huge difference we already knew what everybody liked and before we really got to um like deep into the sexual experience you know I got up and I was touching her and I was like do you like a soft or a firm touch and she was like oh I'm actually not sure and so I would like trial on here and be like okay well what do you like in this and you know how can I give you more pleasure in this moment how can we give you more pleasure and both Ryan and I just really focused on us pleasuring her together because we really wanted her to make like her to feel that yeah she wasn't just somebody being chucked into somebody else's partnership this was a really equal uh scenario and we just had fun it was and then oh there were times that it was just her and I and Ryan was awesome. He didn't get make it awkward. He was just like, yeah, having a good time. Sorry, I love it. The distinct impression that <laughs> What were you doing, Ryan, when they were going at it? Like, what does the third person do um, in that scenario? Uh, yeah, so I went downstairs and made a sandwich. Uh, <laughs> and on it. Checked my Facebook messages. No, um, it. It was it was really cool actually because I obviously I know that um, Alicia is bisexual, but she not not for, for a very long time she hasn't had sex with a with a woman, and so seeing her in that moment was actually really I don't know it was really exciting for me to see mm. her like getting the the opportunity to do that. So I didn't feel like I needed to jump in constantly. So it might have just been like I don't know a kiss or or a touch or. Yeah. Um, even just like whispering in her ear or something like that. But there, there were a lot of moments that I was really happy just like, I don't know, seeing Alicia explore that side of herself. Mm. Um, and then, sorry, off you go. No, you, I was going to say, you guys, obviously you had this great experience. It was like a fun time. Would you do it again? Yeah. Yeah, we'd absolutely do it again. And we're already organizing with her to do it again. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, it was such a great experience. Can it was recommend. super fun. Uh yeah, quite easy. And it was, there was a lot of laughter during it. Like there were some things that just yeah, didn't just, kind of work out or we fun. were all trialing and we just wouldn't make it there, be anything wrong with that's giving so feedback good. Yeah. during the experience. It was like, do you like this? Okay, you don't. No, that's cool. Like, what do you like? And that's what made it so seamless, I think. Um, wasn't that everything went perfectly. It was more how do we handled the things. Do you think to keep those boundaries perfect. in place, you're going to yeah. have to make a limit on how many times this happens with the one person? We have talked about that. That was one of the initial, the first things we talked about that initially we'd limit it to just the one time. Um, but then we, uh, again, part of this whole sort of London mentality is we're trying not to limit ourselves to anything and we're trying to just be open to new opportunities and mm. take things as they come. And um, so we, yeah, initially we're like, oh, maybe we'll just do it the once. But it felt, I don't know easy and natural enough and also the the this woman is you know she's definitely got her own thing it's not like there's a, a risk of this becoming like a relationship messy yeah. kind of thing anyway so we, we've, we've been really really clear around our expectations and her expectations going into it so um obviously there's there's always a risk of complications and and feelings developing in any kind of long-term relationship whether it's romantic or platonic but I think our communication at this point's been solid enough that if anything like that comes up, we we we'll, just say we just yeah call it there. That was one of the things Ryan said to me 
and we both were clear on straight at the beginning, if there becomes any sort of emotional um, romantic attachment, yep. like we cut it off um, or we talk about it and we talk about the next steps. We're mm. really clear that we don't want to plan for that scenario because I think you can almost um, make it happen to some extent or, you know, sabotage the experience or, yeah, just get yourself set up for something that might not eventuate. And yes, you can absolutely be aware it could happen, but don't get attached to the fact that it will happen uh, and mm. really just stay open in communication. And I imagine there might be the distinct impression from this conversation that, you know, we're essentially dating, but I should really reiterate, like, I think the reason that this has all been really good for us is because the sex itself was so incredible. Yeah. And I think that's the thing we just want more of. Like, yeah, yeah. We love we, the sex. We have enough emotionally yeah. just, just in our relationship. Yeah. Um, and she's obviously got yeah. everything that, that and she's dating she's really at the moment. again yeah, she's, 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 so she's many of our podcasts lead to this but key communication right like yeah and you know so like if you're just open and honest with that communication <laughs> there's just no expectations going to be no, she even said that to us as well, though, like, during it. She said, you guys, like, I haven't seen this before. And she, I'm going to, like, toot our own horn. She's like, you guys are quite inspiring. And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it, 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 it was it was lovely. <laughs> it, felt, it felt like we were doing really well. But... It did, because it's been a journey. Yeah. It's and been a journey. You know, we were communicating throughout the whole thing as well, which is obviously really important. The reason why it was so easy for us to communicate about this is because we're constantly communicating about our our like sex life when, with each other sex, yeah. um and just in general in our relationship so yeah. yeah and she was awesome like we lucked out this woman wasn't somebody who was like although she hadn't done this before she was very um mature sexually in terms of that she knew herself she knew her own boundaries um so we didn't have to handhold anybody through this experience which I think would have been made it really different it was like we have this person who knows herself and she's coming yeah. in here and she wants a good time and so do we yeah nice yeah, final question did yeah. you take the bag of sex yeah. toys yes <laughs> yeah we did and she also had her own so we had a fucking party <laughs> we, we there were even there were even double ups we had the exact oh, yeah. same brand of paddles. oh that's oh, right it was on the that's on the bed right. at the same time ryan got to use both paddles together <laughs> and in the end it was like oh whose was whose and it was like, yeah, yeah, trying to fill out the sex toys. But at the yeah, end. it was, it was like at, at one point I think we had to like scoop handfuls, handfuls of handfuls of, of them off the bed because the like they were getting in the way. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, and yeah. Alicia, you have a public like sex and intimacy dating coach profile. So if people do have questions yeah. about this threesome, setting one up, mm -hmm. maybe they have uh, further questions. Where yeah. can people find you? Yeah, Instagram's the easiest, so aliciafay.sex.coach. Amazing. And if you have any questions for Ryan, you just put them through there and I'll be like, babe, you got a question. I love it. Yeah, if you field all questions, just let me know. Epic. Um, my, my handle is Ryan. You guys are so great. It's been so good chatting, and I agree with this girl. You're inspiring. Your relationship is just cute. Yeah. <laughs> My head's getting big. Thanks. We're pretty great. Thank you so much. Awesome. We've so yes, been good. We've really Thank enjoyed you. being able to chat about this um, and love what you're doing on this podcast and all that you're doing with Girls Get Off. It's fucking phenomenal. <laughs>
Oh, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you so much for having us. And yeah, thank Alicia, you for oh, your Nice chatting, guys. Thank you. No, it's been great. Cheers. Enjoy your day. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Girls Get Off podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Girls Get Off. You can join our Facebook group, Girls Get Off Uncensored. I think we've got more than 20,000 members in there at the moment. And if you'd like to leave us a rating, a review, that always helps us get higher in the charts. And every week we'll pick the most creative review to win a Missy Mini. Thanks for listening.